Welcome to One Hand One Bounce, we're a Tasmanian sports podcast. I'm Luke and I'm a massive sports lover, been lucky enough to be employed in sport, I'm volunteering in sport and I'm a proud parent and coach and love being involved in sport. And hi, I'm Ollie and I love my footy, my soccer and my cricket. I pretty much love all sports and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to One Hand One Bounce. I'm here with Oliver, Charlie, and Ella. Hello. How are you? How are we all? Good, thank you. Good. Thanks for coming along, Ella, and joining us today. No worries. Now, we want to um, talk to you a bit about your journey in sport, and so keen to learn a bit about how you got involved in sport and uh, your connections to, to different sports. So, tell us a little bit about uh, where you grew up and how you got involved in sport? Um, so I've grown up in Hobart all my life. Um, I've probably always been a part of sport. Dad played a lot of sport and mum also played a lot of sport. So um, kind of in the family. So, um, yeah, got into netball. That was quite early on. Went to net set go. Um, I was about six or seven, I want to say. Um, we were the first intake of the net set go program. So that was really exciting. Um, played a bit of basketball and then um, started up cricket in about year six. I really had a good crack at just the fun T20 comps at school and, um, yeah, then kind of moved on to playing club cricket a bit later on, probably about 14 or 15. So which sports would you say you're most connected to? You've mentioned a couple there with netball and, and cricket and basketball. Are they... The sports you're most involved in? Yeah, so I'm still involved in all three now, currently. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'm probably most involved, but um, probably more towards the cricket side with um, Dad obviously working kind of in the line of cricket and then um, Mum was working in netball and now in cricket. So, yeah, kind of that kind of pushed me more towards cricket, I'd say. And you're also employed in sport yourself? Yes, I'm also employed in sport. I work for the North Melbourne Football Club, so in the huddle program and running their community events and um, obviously helping out a lot on game day when they're down for their four games a year. Have you enjoyed that experience? Um, it's been really good, probably getting a bit more of a look into the professional world, how that kind of runs, um, especially kind of how they uh, the functions and events run on game day and all the work that needs to be put into that prior to. So yeah, that's been really good. And then um, kind of getting to know where their target community areas are and what I can do to help kind of involve and use our brand to be able to help um, people that probably – aren't as fortunate to be able to maybe go to the football and give them some tickets, help them along and get them to a game. Yeah, cool. And so you got involved in a few sports at a young age, you mentioned. Who sort of influenced you? Who were your role models that got you sort of uh, involved in those different sports? Um, I definitely think mum was a big push on netball. She was very much into her netball, so um, it was kind of just a given, and I'm just lucky that I absolutely love it. So much fun. 
Um, and then I'd say dad was probably my biggest influence in terms of playing cricket. Um, obviously being around it a lot, it was like, oh, what's this? Kind of like, let's have a go. And then when there was the opportunity to actually have a go, but in a um, modified format, I kind of just, yeah, fell in love with it that way and then got to play a lot more as I got older. Another question, what are some of your favourite, like, sports teams? So my favourite sports teams, um, for netball, I go for the Giants in the netball. Um, for what are you? I go to the, for the Giants in netball because I really like um, Jamie Lee Price and um, uh, Amy Parmenter, and then um, obviously Laurie Elliott works there, so that was a nice little tie. Yes. So yeah. Um, what about some other sports? Other sports, I go for the Australian women's group team particularly. Um, and the men's one as well. And then I quite like the Hobart, Hobart Hurricanes and the Tassie Tigers. Yep. We've got a few things in common there. Yep, definitely. We're big supporters of all those teams. So. Do you have an AFL football team? Obviously you work at <laughs> North Melbourne. Yes. Um, currently I go for Carlton. So, um, yeah, not having the best season, but... That's unlucky. Yeah, it is very unlucky. We also know about that with mum, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's given up. She's not even going to watch it tonight. She's going out instead. So. <laughs> when you played sport, did you have like any nick? Well, you still play sport. Do you have any like nicknames? Nicknames, yeah. So they call me Marshy at cricket usually and then um, Elmer has been kind of gotten into as well. Elmer. Like Elmer is in... Ella Marsh, the first two letters of both, because there was so many Ellas in a netball team once that that's kind of stuck. Yeah, interesting. Do you have any numbers that you particularly wear? Basketball um, or cricket? Obviously, netball's a bit different. Yeah, so I wear the number 44 at cricket. Um, that one. Dad used to wear number four, and when I started playing, I really wanted to play uh, wear number four, but Kirsten Palfrey already had the number four. So um, I took 44, and then um, she retired last year. So she gave me the option, but I think I'm going to stick with my own number, 44, and see how that rolls. We've had Palf on the podcast before, yes. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a bit mean of her to take your number. <laughs> I guess she was there first. She was there first, so fair enough. Um, do you have any superstitions with sport? Superstitions? Not really. Because cricket's a big sport for superstitions, isn't it? Correct. But I find that it's just like you, I've got more like routines, not necessarily superstitions. So like if it doesn't quite go that way, it's all right. But like um, – it's not like I'm very much stick to this and if it goes wrong then it's like a debacle. It's just like if I can get it kind of in the way in that way, so like thigh pad on, then put your pads on, then um, making sure that like I'll put my helmet on, then my gloves and that sort of stuff. So um, not too much of a superstition, just kind of more like a routine, especially with my bat tap as well. Try and make that the same because sometimes it's very all over the shop depending <laughs> on how I'm going. And um, you captained North Hobart last season. Was that the first season you were captain? Yeah. Yeah. And so, how did you find that experience? Um, it was really good. I thought we had a really um, diverse group in terms of age. So um, we had girls that were probably 
I want to say late 20s and then we had um, the middle range group which is about 20 odd and then um, girls that are under 15 so um, it was kind of yeah just to try and juggle everyone in that team was pretty good and then um, finding a way kind of just how we're going to win as a team was the next step Um, but yeah it was obviously really nice when we had our state girls back they were able to help and support in that way but um, yeah when we had the younger girls I felt like that was a really big challenge and um, thought I was able to kind of handle that the best I could. How did you find captaining some of those state players when they come back? Oh I found it quite easy because they know what they want and they kind of um, can direct the field themselves so that's like one less thing for me to worry about and just focus on the bowling changes who I want when um but yeah it was just nice when they're back because they've always got different opinions and a bit of a different outlook on how um we can play the game and especially we generally when they're back the other team also has state players so they can use their insight on them to be able to how we can get them out or how we can bat against them in terms of that so reflecting upon it, like that's that's pretty unique experience as a nineteen year old captaining the likes of Elise Villani and Nicola Carey and Naomi Stalenberg. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool <laughs> to yeah, to think that I'm captaining the state captain would be <laughs> is a bit weird. But um yeah, she was really good in terms of when she did play, um just being able to lean on her and just like learning as much as I could she was just always like um there to kind of like what about this what do you think of this and I think it just gave me a bit of a different um outlook especially because she was there early on when I was captaining um but just having that extra little bit of support was really really good and you also were um co-captain last year of your um, netball team is that right correct yeah so grand final winning netball team yeah, buzzer beater by one. So, yeah, that was really exciting. So uh, I imagine that's quite different captaining netball to captaining cricket because obviously cricket's very tactical and lots of decisions on the field. But netball, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the sort of captain's role, but I imagine it's it's very different on, on game day and also off court. Yeah, I feel like probably a netball captain, you, is, you could almost get overlooked that all you do is the toss. But... Um, <laughs> I feel like you probably it's a good opportunity for you to go out there, make sure that um, especially at quarter time, half time, three quarter time, it's like being that leader, just making sure that everyone's on the same page, know what we want to go out and do and just reiterating whatever the coach has been saying so that at least like there's more voices repeating the same thing. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good experience and it was just good to be able to do it with the whole team and the girls and get that win. Yes, I um, think I actually got some footage of that last uh, 15 seconds or so, that last centre pass where I went down the court and Ash just uh, managed to bomb a long one in and get the win. Yeah, it was, yeah, I cried. Um, (laughs) It'd taken me four years to get there. So, um, yeah, the, the three before that, I was always on the losing side in the grand final. Um, but, yeah, we finally got over it and it was my last possible year to do it. So, um, yeah, really stoked for that. So for the listeners, that was the 19 and under uh, statewide league or the Tasmanian Netball League grand final for Crips. Yes. And uh, so you beat Devon in the final by one. By one, yeah. yeah. 
with scores level, I think, with like six, 16 seconds 16 to go. Seconds. There you go. You've memorised it. Yep. Very good. What is your sporting highlight as a fan and as an athlete? Um, as an athlete, definitely the netball grand final we were just talking about. Um, and then in cricket, it was the one-day Kookaburra Cup in 2021, 22. Yeah, when we um, didn't look likely to win at all and then won off the last ball of the whole game. So, yeah. Was that where Powell played a bit of a yeah. role with yeah. that? Yes. Uh, she hasn't stopped talking about that since. Yes. It was a very, very exciting game, that's for sure. And how many um, trophies have you won for North Hobart in cricket? Because Pav's won a lot. Obviously, she's been around a, a bit longer than yourself, but you've been around the last few years. So, um, I'm not exactly quite sure of the number. <laughs> um, it's more than a couple. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So there's an under-17 grand final in there. Um and then, yeah, a couple of T20s and one day is for the senior side. Yeah. Very good. Hopefully some more. Yes, hopefully some more. Um, now, last season, I think, if I have this correct, on on one particular weekend you played against your friend Sophia DiVenuto on one day and the next day or the day prior you'd play with the boys in the, the 17s and played against Luca DiVenuto. Her brother, is that right? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it was like one weekend after the other. Oh, one weekend after the other. Yeah, yeah, so played with the girls, played against Sophia and then played with the boys and played against Luca, so that was pretty cool. Who would you rate as the tougher opponent out of Sophia and Luca? Oh, I can't do that to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like the boys' game is very different, um, so a lot more power and a lot more um, harder hitting in the boys' game. So, um, obviously, you probably see Luca probably smack me for a few more forwards, but then again, he's got a bit more pace on him, so batting against him is probably a bit nicer than Sphere, who's probably got a bit slower. I have to kind of work work and be patient with her, yeah. Yeah. Pretty unique experience. Yeah, no, it was great, though. <laughs> great, yeah. What are some of your sporting hearts as a fan? As a fan, um, I really like the T20 Women's World Cup. I went to watch that live, um, so that was pretty cool. And then, obviously, they got up on stage with Katy Perry after the game, so that was even cooler. Um, we were there. Oliver and I were there. Yes, it was great. Yeah, great right. experience. Yeah, and then I also was at the... West Coast Eagles versus Collingwood 2018 grand final where West Coast came back from five goals down, so that was also very, very, very cool. Were you there with your dad? Yeah, with my dad. Yeah, who's a big West Coast Massive, fan. Massive West Coast Eagles fan. He would have been pretty happy that day. Very, very happy and very, very drunk, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> was he happier that day or was he happier just recently when he got a hole-in-one that goal, which oh. is not his first hole-in-one, I don't believe. I reckon he was probably happier that day. When West Coast won. When West Coast won. Obviously, another highlight, Tigers going back-to-back and the Sarah Coy over. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was ridiculous. Again, we were there. Charlie made it to that one that time. (laughs) All of us were there. It's pretty unbelievable. 
still can't believe it, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did you enjoy that experience? Because you would obviously be pretty close with many of the girls in the side. Um, yeah, it was really, like, overwhelming because we didn't know if they were going back on, if they were what was happening, had they won, had they lost, because coming off at that last break they were behind the Duckworth Lewis. So we were like, are they going back on, what's going to happen? And then for some, well, somehow they managed to get three overs worth of bowling into it and um, the first one I think went for a couple, the second one was kept pretty tidy and then, yeah, Seracoit just did Seracoit things and it was unbelievable. <laughs> Um, and you got the opportunity to play in a cricket tournament over in Adelaide last summer. Can you talk us talk us through that experience? It was remind me it was a like a, there was a draft or some type of arrangement. Yeah, so the Adelaide Premier League. Um, it was a competition about a week before Christmas. Um, so they'd obviously previously done the draft, picked their players, and then um, the. Eastern Comets, who I played for, um, they're over, well, interstate player pulled out really last minute. Um, so the coaches were asking around and my club coach mentioned to me, hey, this is a really good opportunity. Would you be interested? And I was like, oh, yeah, what, what are the dates? And this was on Thursday at training. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to leave on Sunday because the competition starts on Monday. So I just kind of took the opportunity, went over, um, they played a hundred ball comp, so um, yeah, you got to bowl. It was well five ball overs, but not overs. It was just five ball lots, and then um, you could continue for the ten balls straight if you wanted to. Um, and yeah, there's a bit of old funky rules, but it was really really cool. And then yeah, just got to play against a whole different bunch of people, which was cool. Yeah, cool. So it was based on the, like the UK hundred rules yeah pretty much um under 23 comp for the females but we had um there was allowed to be one over age and then um we also had a girl that was playing in my team that was 12 so it was just it was pretty cool um it obviously ideally in the ideal world you probably won't have someone that's 25 and someone that's 12 playing in the same comp but um as it kind of gets more advertised and people hear about it more um, yeah, the age gap will kind of slim and it'll be kind of the more of the higher calibre and making sure that everyone's really competitive. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. But yeah, it's kind of cool that they had a competition like that. Yeah, so they also have one for the boys as well. Oh, yeah. For like under 14s, under 12s, under 16s. Um, but I think that's probably just um, in terms of age group I think they go mainly off the Adelaide South Australian kind of group and then yeah. when you get to the seniors they go and they look for interstate players see who wants to come play um it's also an amateur one so you, you won't have the likes of um your professional players who are contracted playing in it it's yeah all the amateur players that's cool that's yeah good opportunity sort of through the pathway for players to I guess get that opportunity and hopefully push on to, to yeah been the mix for state teams and the like. What aspirations do you have uh, for your sporting career or sporting life? Um, I obviously want to kind of be the best I can be in both sports. Um, probably cricket more than netball. Netball's getting a bit fun, so I like like that side of it. Um, 
but yeah, cricket, see how far I can go, see if I can maybe get back into a program, push for a selection. Um, it'd be great if there was a second 11 side push for that. But um, yeah, we'll just see how we go. Obviously, just try and I'll try and win as many flags as we can for the Ds. So that's kind of my goal this season. Yeah, cool. And your basketball, that's more of a... Oh, basketball, that's social. so social. Um, yeah, we're playing finals actually next week, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and how how do you think sport has sort of shaped your life to this point in time and, and how do you sort of say it, you know, uh, shaping your life from here on in? Um, I definitely think it's always been a part of my life and probably always will be. Um, I think... It's obviously given me so many friends and so many different opportunities. So, um, like, if I'm able to stay in sport, I obviously want to be able to give others as many opportunities as they can, um, bring them along for a ride and just make so many more lifelong friends. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And with your work at North Melbourne, so you get the chance to, to go into schools and and run some clinics and things. So what what are some of those experiences been like? What are you... Um, what do you enjoy about sort of being in front of the kids and getting them involved in sport? Um, I just love that they're also like eager to have a go. Um, some classes obviously tougher than others to try and get engaged, but generally it's like by the end of the session you've got smiles, you've got laughter, you've got people participating, so that's all you can really ask for. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much as if I'm going into a school and I can get a laugh and a thank you at the end, that's just I've done my job and they definitely had a good time and I've hopefully made a bit of a difference and hopefully get to see them in a couple more years to come. And who are some of the um, more sort of famous athletes that you've rubbed shoulders with? We've, we've mentioned a couple, the likes of Elise Villani and Nicola Carey that you obviously play alongside um, at the Ds, but um, I think you've... You've probably, you know, met a few sort of famous uh, sporting people along the way, um, whether North Melbourne players or, or others who, who sort of left a mark on you um, that you've come into contact with. Um, I definitely think I'd call Molly Strano a friend now. Um, not only has she probably helped me a lot with on-field staff, helping me with, like, fields and leaving a mark that way, she's very, very good on off-field. Um Yes, that. takes me under a wing and makes sure that I'm all good and, um, yeah, shows leads me probably down the wrong path sometimes with <laughs> a few major, two major drinks. But, um, yeah, love love having her around and making sure that, yeah, being a part of that, which is pretty cool. And then um, we're obviously we're heading over to England in a bit, so I'll get to hang out with those girls for a bit, hopefully make meet some new people and that would be cool go on the ground after a game, run around, um, just have, yeah, great time. And then I remember always um, at one stage when Dad started coaching, um, it was like bring your daughter to work day because Mum obviously was working <laughs> um, and it must have been school holidays. So I remember sitting in the indoor centre just watching, I don't know who he was having a hit with, but being in part of that. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then um, also when he was playing, there was um, – they obviously had lots of the kids and um, there was the pit boom room, which was upset, so I remember that a lot. And Ken, the chef in the kitchen, would always um, kind of get us to come and get some chocolates for the day. So, yeah, we knew where the stash was. Ken was a good man, yes. I worked with him for many years. Um, yeah, he, he did 
like to uh, share some of the food around, which was good. <laughs> so it was good to be on side with Ken. Yes, always. Definitely his favourite, I think, because I was the oldest. I got all these special jobs. But yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, and you featured in a, a little YouTube, um, it wasn't a commercial, but it was like a little uh, just a documentary on the, the Sheffield Shield, which I think I shared with your mum um, a little while back. Um, I think it was the 10-year anniversary of, can you remember that? Can you remember filming that? I remember filming it. It was top secret. All the dads couldn't know. Um, we got taken out of school early. Um, yeah, so that was done. I remember doing that and um, we had to film it a couple of times and the boys were obviously so young um, that just trying to get them to speak on the camera was interesting. But, um, yeah, the girls were probably more of the talkers. So that was um, so that was kids of, of dads that had played in that, that show. Yeah, so, so the – different kids. Michael DiVenuto and Damien Wright, yeah. their kids, Safari and Luca, and um, I think it was Mason and Liv at the time because I don't think Jake was around. Well, Jake probably was born, actually. But, yeah. Quite, quite young. Quite young, yeah. Uh, very good. Well, thanks for sharing us a bit about your journey, Ella. There's obviously um, a bit more to come in your sporting journey, we hope. Um, <laughs> you're not... Not making any announcements here that you're about to retire. Oh, no, not, not anytime soon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed having a bit of a chat about uh, your sporting experiences and what it's been like sort of being involved in sport. And um, we love hearing about it and that's really why we do this podcast, to just have a chat to people about sport. So thanks for joining us and, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing some of your highlights and uh, – Hope you enjoyed the chat. No worries. Thanks for having me.